What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode. Yes, yes, in the building again. Drop a bomb. Let's, let's do another. Let's do another one because we're back in here. You feel me? It's March. We're here. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode of the Black Men Win podcast, the Black Women Win series. <laughs> You feel me? Um, let me first just give a shout out to um, my mentor, my friend, Tiaja Martin. What a great episode that was um, to kick this series off. Um, it was an amazing, amazing episode. Um, and we have another one for you. You feel what I'm saying? Another amazing, intellectual, inspiring woman that I have grown to love Um over like 10 years you understand what i'm saying um she seen me when i was you know a little freshman coming up in the world you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and 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 just like tiasia i would love to introduce her and all her accolades but y'all know per first question we are going to let the interviewee the guest on the show gas themselves you understand what i'm saying so i would love for you to introduce yourself to the people Right, perfect. So, good morning, good evening, whenever time you listen to this. Um, my name is Taria Crank. Most people know me as T Crank or T. Um, you know, listen. <laughs> um, some major things about me: I'm from Detroit, the West Side. Three one three in the building. Alone. You feel me? Three one three. You know, down. I just, I just wanted, to, I just wanted to. Get you gotta, it. you gotta shout the city just, out. Just, I gotta shout the city out. You feel what I'm saying? We just had to be a little ratchet, just like that. Okay, we done, we done. <laughs> uh, so you know, DPS alum graduated from PWI uh, with my bachelor's of science in women and gender studies, minored in African American studies. Decided to go back to school like the rest of us and get my master's in higher education. Um. Right now, currently, I am in seminary, getting my master's in divinity. Wow. Um, yeah, we gotta we gonna get into that. Wow. <laughs> we gonna get into that. Getting my master's in divinity. Um, I worked at a couple of D two um, Division two universities. Right now, I work at a Big Ten, um, and then I also um, own a apparel company or t shirt business called Flame by T. Uh, which every item um, that we sell is bleached and individually bleached with love by me. Yes. Um, and design by me. Amen. Um, and so also now I'm in, <laughs> listen, <laughs> also now I'm in the works of working on T. Crank Speaks, uh, which is actually a motivational thing focusing on high school and college youth. Um, so those are like the major things about me going on right now. First of all, let me I'm a retired, retired poet. I need to throw that out there. Reti- people going to be like, you ain't going to see nothing about the poetry? Right, right, right. Because you, you know I was about to po- <laughs> Cause she knew I was about to say something. I was about to say poet, and we ain't even. We're gonna cut out the retire. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm personally gonna cut out the retire. Here's the thing about T, y'all. Let me just, let me just sit here and just go a little deeper into this real quick, okay? There was not a lot of, and this is no disrespect to Grand Valley and all the talent that is there. Shout out to everybody there, but there wasn't a lot of talent when it came to poetry music singing Mm. dancing either we didn't sit here and see it or we didn't want to show it right we're but rightfully so we're on a pw we're we're on a pwi right we're 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 at grand valley state university this is a predominantly white institution okay 
But it was something about me seeing Taria go up on stage, and I remember she did. I was it was my freshman year, and it was Cafe Mahogany, and mm-hmm. I believe you were either the second to last or maybe third to last act of the show, and mm-hmm. your poetry from then on was hitting. I said, if you want somebody. <laughs> For poetry, any t- like your pen is crazy. I appreciate it. Like I don't even want you to retire. Like nah, 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 nah. Like retired? Nah. She's a poet. Now she might put ha- she might put that <laughs> pen down for a minute to focus on other things. Oh, but that pen will come back. I, I guarantee you. I'm gonna send that up to God for Him to hear me on that one. All right, but. Literally, it was from <laughs> it, we'll was, <laughs> it was from that time where she literally um just like Tiaja, right? Um she was one of those those individuals who I've never told this for real, but um really mentored me from afar. Um she was one of those people who mm. and, and up close if you if you really want to be honest, she mentored me um from afar pouring into me, right? Um always there for any and everything her intelligence her her inspiration and aspiration to be better and to do better in in a space where they're telling you you you're doing well but you're you you can't be this right and to know that you're getting another masters in divinity it for me knowing you the way i do is all coming full circle you understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, wow, we got to clap it up for you. You feel what I'm saying? We got to give you a hand clap of play. Okay, because that that is that is amazing for you to start your business, for you to be moving and to move yeah. out of that environment and to, you know, start a whole a whole um new chapter in your life. Like this this is I'm happy. I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And we just want to give you your flowers, Queen. You feel what I'm saying? Congratulations on Thank everything. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh my God. T, we got some questions for you, right? We got some things to Let's go. You feel me? Um so <laughs> second question that is on the docket. When we talk about black women and like I told Tiaja, when I talk to my black men on this podcast, we don't really sit here and try to talk about the stereotypical what's negative and what's positive. I try to, with these questions, I try to dig deep into the fabric of the mind of a black man, right, on a on a more deeper level. And the second question I want to pose to you is, when it comes to black women, how do you feel about these five areas? And are black women, even you can put yourself as an example, are you guys tapping into these um, evenly when we talk about spiritual, mental, emotional, financial, and physical? Are you tapping into those? Are ones better than the other? Because <clears throat> the consensus when I've, when I've had my, my guests, my, my black men guest on here, is that mm-hmm. when we can tap into the mental, the spiritual, and the emotional, the physical and the financial will will, will, will come. 
So I want to hear your response to that in, in terms of being a black woman. You know, I wanna when you talked about all all five of those, I, it went back to self identity, right? Which right. connects to for a lot of us spiritual, mental, emotional stuff. Right. I think once you find yourself understanding who you are, yes. everything in general falls into place. Right. So which connects to, you know, in the sense of your spirituality. I'm not gonna get churchy on here. I'm telling you now, I'm not because I can feel it hitting me. <laughs> I'm, hey, not gonna get I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna stop you if you do you feel what i'm saying it's not my place <laughs> it's not my place but, but what i what i will say in my personal experience mm-hmm. is when you be able to especially for me right uh, you know my journey right absolutely started in church deep in church in undergrad um, people don't notice, but I had like a little break from church because I was still trying to navigate sexuality in church. And so the moment that I was able to recognize in myself that both of those pieces of are who I am, yes, it was easy for everything else to flow. Right. Joy came, peace mm. came, like everything, my finances begin to flow. My purpose began to flow. Mm. And so it became easy. See, I told you, I can, on, I told you I can going, hit me. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> everything else begins to flow and mm-hmm. I, so i think that even as for black women you know being able to understand who you are and not letting the world's um, perspectives on what you should be or who you could be defined who you are right i think it makes it easier to navigate those other things so i definitely agree right. um yeah what do you um because tiasia was on the show shout out to her um, and and we talked a little bit about, and this was a sidebar question. I, I, we talked about the black, the strong black woman trope, right? And mm-hmm. what that means in a sense of okay, on one side of the coin, um, black women take that as a badge of honor, right? Um, you guys hold that close to your heart, but on the other side of the coin, that does not allow, that doesn't tell the us even as black men or or just um you know other people in general um that you guys can be vulnerable that you guys have feelings that you are mm-hmm. able to cry that you're able to feel so what would you say to that when when we talk about the black woman uh the strong black woman trope i mean to be honest it it's toxic right like <laughs> just just as well right, as we right. Just, right. just as well as we, we silence back black men and their emotions. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's it's right. toxic, but I think it's also taught through generation. Mm-hmm. And I think since it is taught through generation, we don't think we have access to it. We don't mm-hmm. think that we are supposed to feel because we've seen our grandmama never cry or never mm-hmm. be in pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even really count on my fingers how many times I've seen my grandmother have emotions. And that, and right, that because right there she, is a, that. Yeah, you're right. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I can only imagine what that is like. I mean, even thinking on about it from a historical perspective, right? right? Growing up in today's world, dealing with racism, misogynistic, you know, homophobia, all of that stuff that exists, it's already stressful. And then I have to be silent in all of that. Right. Like, imagine the mental toll it takes on you. And imagine the, the, the toll it takes on your body. Right. It's not healthy for even anybody, especially the strong black woman, to hold that in them heart and into themselves because we hold stress. Our body keeps the score. 
Um, and so I think it's important that we learn how to navigate not trying to be the strong black woman or not trying to be strong in general, right? Mm. And that knowing that strength really comes from vulnerability. I think that the strongest person is the one that can access vulnerability because that's emotional self-awareness, that's emotional um, emotional management. Right. And so I think just as a culture, we need to dismantle that. But I think that also comes with therapy, right? Which I'm so glad that millennials and Gen Z are starting to access oh my God, yes. because now we get to, to break that chain, right? Mm-hmm, break that idea mm-hmm. that we need to be strong. Like we need to allow and teach our kids that it's okay to be um, it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to have pain. Right. I mean, this is connected to, to so much different stuff when we right. think about the causes of, of trying to be strong. Um, I mean, that's probably why most of our community got high blood pressure, right? Yeah, we no, let's talk it about it. High I'm blood just, pressure out the wazoo, <laughs> cholesterol high, <laughs> and then what the... And I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, y'all, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but, like, but, for real. but like, Taria has a point, y'all. Like, 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 let's be honest here. Like, we hold a lot in. Even, even, even... Even to your point with us as millennials and the Gen Zs where we're we're seeking therapy, which is amazing, right? Whether that mm. whether that be in person or even, you know, through an app with Talkspace or whatever, you know what I'm saying? This talk spaces of the world. You're seeking some type of outside help from yourself in trying mm. to understand well, what the hell is going on in my mind and in my body? Why sure. do I feel so tense here? Because it ain't me working out. It ain't me. Right. It ain't it ain't the fool for real. Like and that and, and when we when we talk and, and to your point, when we talk about the high blood pressure and the high cholesterol and, and the stress, you know, that as black folks, we always kind of equate that to, oh, you're not eating right, or oh, you're not doing that. And to an extent, that is that. But we don't take right. it to right. the other half, the factor that we're hyper stressed. We hold mm-hmm. a lot of our emotions and feelings in. I I remember just being here in New York. I remember asking one of my boys, like, just asking him if he was okay. T, I asked him if he was okay. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I did. Me and my me and my girl went out with him and his girl, and we we just started to talk. And mm-hmm. I asked him. I was like, "Yo, how you been? You been okay?" He lives. He was living in, I believe, Jersey in the, in, the, in, in the moment. And he just let it out. Like, wow. I mean, just let it out. And when I mean let it out, I mean it was just, bro, I'm just. And I was like, okay, calm down. I got you. I'm here to listen. Okay? I'm here to listen mm-hmm. because... I see the stress on your face. I see right. how much you're suffering and you don't have an outlet to let that out. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't have those outlets. And if we do have those outlets, we don't utilize them when those outlets say, how are you? How's your day? How are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? Are you feeling better? Right. Because as a community, we kind of be like, ah, oh, no, right. I'm good. That's our favorite. That's our favorite term. Let's keep that a bean. That's our favorite yeah. term. Black men and black women alike. That is our favorite term. No, nah, I'm good. I'm straight. Oh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm all right. We we don't we don't talk about that. So I believe that goes into right. the third question that I want to ask 
about when it comes to generational <laughs> generational curses or as I like to rephrase it in generational patterns, right? Um, what are some of those that you see not only within our community, but in 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 the space of, of black women as well, if you see them? And then to the flip side of that, what comes, because we had Eugene on, and, and I will always sit here and say he, he really said this, he really made me think. When we talk mm-hmm. about generational curses, we never talk about the generational blessings, right? And so what are some of those generational patterns that you have seen that are maybe negative and or positive, but what are some of those blessings in return that we have learned, um, not only as a community, but as a community of black women? I think one of the major things that I noticed that is changing, but that was an issue is silence. And I think Mm -hmm. you kind of touched on it. I think a lot of times um, black women, especially myself, have been in a space where we silence ourselves, knowing that we have a solution to numerous of problems. Absolutely. Um, but we silence ourselves. And I think in the midst of silencing ourselves, sometimes we ignore, I don't want to say ignore, it's going to be touchy what I'm going to say, but I think we sometimes push what God has told us to do to be to, because we want to be silent. Mm. And so because we think like if I am silent, then I am honoring this person. Um, but reality is your voice is so needed in spaces. There right. are so many problems you're meant to solve and called to solve. Yes. And I think it's interesting that you talk about generational blessings because that's actually what I put on my graduation cap when we graduated from GV was generational mm. blessings. It had nothing to do with school, but it was the vow that I had made to myself and to my family to say, you know what, I'm going to figure out and learn ways to make sure that the next generation after me would never have to experience the things that I experienced before right, or right. my parents experienced or my grandmother experienced, um, which means that's accessing understanding finances right. and accessing and understanding that robbing Peter to pay Paul is not the way that we should navigate our life. And so, <clears throat> wow. um, now, now that's a bar right there. Did y'all hear what she just said? I just, I just <laughs> no, like, for, like for real, how, <laughs> I don't know how many times in my lifetime and probably in my past life <laughs> have I heard you got to rob Peter <laughs> to pay Paul. Oh, my God. What? And, and, and sidebar question before you keep going. Why do we use that? Yeah. You know, I think, honestly, I think it's an analogy. It's an analogy to right. the fact that we truly don't understand finances. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And yes. that we... We we navigate, and this is. Let me back this up. This is mm-hmm. not a hundred percent our fault. Like systematic no, no, no. racism has. Absolutely. I'm not gonna get. Absolutely. I'm not gonna get there. But systematic racism has definitely, you know, hindered our people and impacted us in negative ways. What absolutely. I will say though is, I think now we have the access to resources to understanding that why robbing Peter to pay Paul is not okay because at the end of the day we still owe Peter. So like we're in this that cycle part. that we need to get out of. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I decided as when I graduated, like, let me figure out ways to navigate this space. And that was just one way. Mm-hmm. Um, but silence is key. And I think also another thing that I realized is we, oh, I don't want to get beat up, but. You ain't uh, gonna get beat up. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think, <laughs> I think another thing is, not recognizing our worth in spaces. Come on. I think that we forget. 
I'm, I'm just saying, I just think we forget how amazing we are. Like, these are the same bodies that can hold children. These are the same bodies that nourish a whole other human, and we don't honor that worth in us. And so I think me recognizing in myself, in my generation, how we don't honor ourselves, don't honor our bodies, yes. which made it so important for me to go to places like therapy because I realized and by being silent, not being vulnerable, trying to be the strong black woman, all this other stuff that was going on, and one, not learning to love myself and love my body and what mm -hmm. it does. Like my family didn't do that because, you know, again, the silence, not understanding who you are takes mm -hmm. that away from you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that's just one of the major things is the silence and not recognizing our worthiness. I think the when you when you tapped into that unworthiness, I, it hit because I'm like one thing that I knew about black women, period, is that. Black men can't carry no kids. <laughs> like from That's like, true. And, 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 and and I'm saying that to be serious. Like black right. men can't carry no kids. Like hear me when I mm -hmm. say that, and there's a deeper meaning to that, and I'm gonna get into it real quick. Black men, we 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 and and I might get beat up for this comment too, so here we go. <laughs> As 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 king ish as we are, we too mm -hmm. step on the necks of our black women. Period. Somebody said it. Okay, Period. appreciate it. <laughs> right. We step on the necks of the. I was telling Tiaja on the, on on the last episode. I said it's it's funny because. When when I I'm I'm a huge docu buff right, and over the last like year and a half, mm -hmm. I've been really tapping into a lot of um documentaries that dealt with black figures, some that were that were never known, some that are known um, during that civil rights time and everything. And one thing the 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 consensus that I think I got from the docus that I seen was that. Black women were not only at the 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 back of the 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 movement, but were also in the front of the movement. It just so happened, right? Not no disrespect to my black men, right? No disrespect, but it just so happened that black men were literally put in the forefront of that. Now, I'm not saying that black men shouldn't be there. But the fact that we didn't right. have more black women in that position, because here's the thing, and I'll say it again. There have been more black women to pour into me and mentor me than black men. Now, that's not a choice that I tried to make. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I always sought out black men to get mentorship from. And to be honest, mm. black women nurtured me in a different way than it was black men. Did black men give me strength? And 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 a sort of foundation, absolutely. Shout out to all my my black men mentors out there. But my black women gave me that too, right. if not two times as two times more. And I remember I was spout this type of stuff to black to some of my you know black men, and they be looking at me like, all right, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I guess. I'm like, what you mean? Yeah, don't you? Aren't you married to a black woman? Don't she hold you down? Right. Right. Who's outside? Right. Because my thing is, 
I always say this, T. Let the roles have been reversed, right? Let black men would have had kids, had a cycle, okay? Let us would have had everything, even a fraction of what y'all go through. Do y'all think we would sit here and be y'all macho man Randy Savage out here in the streets? Hell no. Get me some water and some pain pills. What are we talking Like we would like I right. I always think about this like black men getting pregnant? Oh, absolutely not. What? <laughs> Carrying a baby for nine months? Oh. And we have the nerve to step Man. on our black woman's neck. Now I'm not saying all of, I'm not saying that everybody is perfect because we're not all perfect. You understand what I'm saying? The fact mm-hmm. of the matter is we have to sit here and try our best as black men going forward to really put our black women in those positions of power, knowing and influence, knowing that they're going to do a better job than us. And that's the, that's the thing. That's right. We will not relinquish that because, Oh, she's going to upstage me. Yeah, nigga. She is. (laughs) Yeah. She talks better than you. Yeah, she writes better than right. you. Her voice can get to a different mass than us. I've seen I've seen how black women's voices can care like shall we take the Obamas for example? Okay, Michelle. Man, Michelle. We're calling for Michelle to run in 2024. I don't know if she's going to. <laughs> <laughs> But when she was the first lady of that White House, she held that man Mm -hmm. down. And not only did she hold that man down, she held that White House down. Now, that's my first lady. All right. For somebody to come come, on, for for somebody to be in there eight years and you have had everybody, everybody come Mm -hmm. at your head, even even a damn near death attempt. On your life and on your yep. kids, you still right. stay strong in beauty, in compassion, mm-hmm. and probably behind closed doors. And to your point, see, behind closed doors, black women will cry, but y'all won't cry in front of us uh, or in front of the public. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Y'all will go in the back, right? And that's and that's and that's just not black women. That's a black people thing. Period. But specifically for black, yeah. y'all will sit here. And hold it down, and then go take a cry yeah. at, 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 uh, 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 in the back, right? right? And my thing is, black men, we could never, right? We we could try, but we could never, right? But because we don't experience that. Am I wrong here? Am I am I off? No, no, you 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 own it, you own it, and I and I think too, and I want to go back to a point that you made mm-hmm. is I've mentored more black men. Then I have mentored yes, black women. Yes. And so I, and I think it has to do a lot of different stuff, but I would say that strength is not just <laughs> about, or what we define as strength is not just in masculinity. Yeah. Right. That we have to honor the feminine strength too. Yes. And I think the same thing in black men, like we bring out that feminine strength, yes, but do. we have 
a lot of us in our community have said, oh, if it's a feminine, it's, it's weak. We connect femininity to weakness, which is a problem. Right. Right. Like my femininity is, is not a weakness at all. The fact that you don't even have access to yours is a problem that yep. you need to take to Jesus yep. and the counselor. Right. <laughs> um, you're, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not accessing the fullness of yourself. Facts. Right. Um, and that energy is important. And so, and to your point, as you say, I think that we need to get away from in the community that, oh, a black woman can't can't help a black man. I'm like, what? Like, if this black man especially is going to experience black women in his life, is probably the smarter idea to allow him to learn from another black woman. Right. That makes no sense to cut him off and say he can only learn from black men. Right. right. Because the point of our existence is something that you need. Like we clearly need each other in this world for some way and some reason. And so um, just in a way of support. And so I think that um, what you're saying is true. I think that also there's a, there's a handful of black men and I'm not going to go on the podcast because on podcast, black men be pissing me off. Not you, but you know the ones I'm talking about that be on the podcast be saying that crazy stuff okay that i'd heard a couple listen okay and so with them they in that that regards right like how are you honoring your mama Ooh. right like in the words that you say how are you honoring your grandmother <laughs> oh, the math is not math is like the fact that you can disrespect black women and just say it so smoothly without ease. And then go to your grandma's house and eat her pound cake. I'm just saying. Huh? He's like, I love you, grandma. I what? love you, grandma. I love you, mama. <laughs> and your daughter. They don't think about their daughters. Like, it's just a, so much. And it's like, wow. Something wrong with y'all. Yeah. I always, I always had a think, uh, uh, thinking like, when I, when I have my kids and I may have a girl, right? May have a black daughter coming in. I'm like, I was raised by a strong single black mom, right? Um, Shout out Mm -hmm. to my dad. He passed when I was 12, right? But when I was in my dad's care, um, I felt like he really taught me at a young age what compassion was. Like, I felt like my dad, Mm -hmm. even if he didn't understand femininity, he accessed it very well, right? Um, he was in tune with his emotions, even though he was a player. All right, player Henry out here in these streets. Um, <laughs> he was a player. I, listen, I'm a, my daddy was out here. You feel what I'm saying? Shout out to my dad. You feel rest in peace. But he was out here. But he, I, 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 I feel like he could tap in with women on such a a deeper level because he accessed his femininity. You understand what I'm saying? The Mm -hmm. women that he had around or the, his girlfriend at the time, um, the last time I seen him before he passed, she loved him unconditionally, right? He had a heart condition. He would always be in the hospital. He smoked cigarettes, but when he was around me, he didn't do none of that. You understand what I'm saying? Now I can't speak Mm -hmm. for my brothers, but when he was around me, he did none of that. But his compassion, his love. Like, I'm not going to say he wasn't a black man at the end of the day, especially a black man who grew up in, in, in the South in Florida. You understand what I'm saying? So that's a whole different type of black man. Right. So for him to Mm -hmm. encompass even a fraction of femininity and understand like, yo, say, say what you feel, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going, I'm not going to hurt you, but say what you feel. You understand what I'm saying? Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
Wow. That's amazing. Because you don't get that from a lot yeah. of dads. A lot of dads are telling you to buck it up, buttercup. You feel what I'm saying? Put your big right. boy drawers on. Man up. Man up. You feel right. what I'm saying? Don't don't out don't sit here and show emotions because emotions will get you killed. Emotions will get you weak. And to some degree, I don't I don't agree with that, right? Um because right. I've seen how personally my emotions has affected the individuals around me. And let me just say that over time, I've seen a lot of my friends open up when they were very closed right. off. When my, when my my friends, particularly black men, were closed off because I'm the one who wanted to talk about this, this and that and what was going on with them. It went from, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good to, you know, let me talk to you because I trust you. You understand what I'm saying? I trust. Right. I see you. I see that you're bringing a space where I can trust and have this conversation. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's that little by little. And to your point, black women mentor black men all the time. 100%. All the time. A hundred percent. And no, it ain't sitting here making him, you know, just out here just to be unstrong or weak it's a different type mm-hmm. of strength that he's tapping into i know that i've tapped into right. you understand what i'm saying and to right. the point when when you when you are in it and full and whole and giving your authentic self people get scared by that right? yeah people, no 100 percent. yeah people get scared by that and and it's and it's frightening for people because they're like what is that not necessarily at mm-hmm. you but they're like what is that and i tell people i'm operating in my full wholeness you understand what I'm saying? I'm masculine and I'm feminine at the same damn time. I can tap into my feminine right. energy at any point in time. You understand what I'm saying? But don't get it twisted. You yeah. will get your ass whooped if need be. You feel what I'm saying? That's just what that is. <laughs> I hear that. So, you know, I you, hear that. You, it's just like, I want my black men to understand it's okay to tap it in. To, it, it, it's okay. Yeah. Even if it's just a fraction yeah. of that, right? Yeah. So, and I think. Oh, if- go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I just, I was going to, you know, jump to your point is that I think that the moment that you just live life in only this mindset of just only masculine, 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 right, you're toxic. Right. You're toxic to everybody around you, toxic to people who connected to you, toxic to your, your children, you're toxic to your wife or your girlfriend, like you're toxic right. because those people need that side of you. Absolutely. Right. Like that, that's important. You walking around here, macho, macho man is doing what for the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's just you. When you when I see a man and when I when I encounter men is especially the macho macho men is that you look you look weak and you look insecure when you carry yourself like that. Mm. Like you don't come off as like you got it together. You come off as you're protecting a scared little boy inside of you. Right. And so the point of helping you mature as a man is the access to understanding how women can help you yes. instead of stepping on their necks. Um, but when you only show that macho, macho man, you're not letting that little boy in you that needs to become a man grow. And so that's just my take on it. Mm-hmm. But um, and like I said, I am a more masculine presenting woman. So I think also I think men allow themselves to be open to me in mm-hmm. a sense mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, you a little you a little masculine. You, you get it. But then when I start tapping into that feminine, they're like, so they're ah. like oh, Right, I want to give it all, but let, but let me, uh, because you got that little bit in you, like let me just, you know. But it's that about you said that that safe space. Like they forget how important 
women are their safe spaces. Oh my while god! While they stepping on the back of their neck. That men. is so. And imp- let me tell you something, and I'm gonna tell y'all personal. When I met my girlfriend here in New York, she is straight Bronx. You understand what I'm saying? Shout out to the BX. She from the Bronx, born and raised BX heavy. Okay. Right. To your point, she's a little bit more masculine in a sense where she was raised by her mom, but she has damn near all brothers, right? Like she has mm-hmm. like well, she she has a lot of brothers and sisters, but um like the 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 ones that raised her were her brothers. So it was just like I could tell her masculine nature. And, mm-hmm. it, and it took me a while. And it's weird because the kind of gender roles reversed, right? I had to tap into my feminine in order to sit here and kind of demasculate her over-masculinity a little bit. Because she had Mm. to be so over-masculine, not to say she didn't know how to tap into her femininity, but it was like I gave her a safe space for her to do so. Because there are women out here mm-hmm. that literally have to put that guard up of masculinity and really be out here when really mm-hmm. they want that safe space as well. Right. And so right. to your point, when you talk about that safe space, black men have to understand women are truly and I, I agree 150,000 percent are truly black women are truly a safe haven. And we have to treat that with so much care i'm learning that as i go trust me you have to treat this place where you can allow yourself to talk and everything you have to treat that safe haven with respect and love so the next time you want to come and bear your heart in that safe space that she'll be able to listen to you and that she can do the same with you and it's yeah. about tapping into that. So going into that fourth question, what yeah. can yeah. what can we do, not only as a black community, but particularly for black women, what can what can we do individually or as a community to continue to uplift and how can I say guide the next generation? Because as I told Tiasia on the show. Um, we are now the uncles, the aunts, the god brothers, or the you know the god parents, right? We're okay. becoming mothers, right? I was about to say god siblings, but we're the, we're the godparents, right? We're the, we're becoming right, right, right. we're becoming parents, right? Mothers, fathers, mm-hmm. you know. And the more I see us continuing to elevate and grow, specifically the ones that I know and that I see and that I keep up with. I see us growing, becoming parents, becoming business owners, doing things a lot differently than what our parents are doing. And in this new generation, it is all about social media. It is all about that iPhone. It is all about the technology. What can we do as a community and specifically to you as a black woman, black women can do Mm -hmm. to help those black little girls who are seeing you? as someone of influence in a way right like what 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 can we how how can you guys 
Um, or what are your thoughts on that? I think one of the major things I thought that came completely to mind is trust me as you trust me enough to give me your emotions and your thoughts. And this is not me personally because, you know, I, you know, my fiance is a woman, but right. as my brother, as my friend, right, trust me enough to give me your emotions, but also trust me enough to lead you mm. and don't be afraid. And when, when we talk about, I think the, the, the idea around that is when we think about leading, we like, who gets to call the shots? It's like, it's not about who gets to call the shots, right? Who's the captain, right? It's about if you have a better idea than me, I cannot be, I have to trust you in that. Exactly. And so I think the issue is sometimes is I think, you know, this is kind of back to the point, but I'm, it's going to touch on to this new question is black men sometimes come up as afraid that they don't know it all. And it's like, but your black woman that you know, she has the answer yep. because she is analytical, because wow. she is watching. She has that like, you know, uh, what, 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 what do they call intuition? Yes. This intuition yes. that is yes. so important to access. So it's okay that you slide to the side and let her use her voice. Right. And so that's what I want to touch back on with question four is for, for these little girls, allow little girls to grow into women with voices mm. allow these little girls to grow into women with passions right if they don't want to do what we exactly see femininity should be allow them to be whoever that they are right because the moment that you start silencing their voice they start to lose who they are as individuals there are so many times i can remember as a child myself that there are things i wanted to do but because and this is no shade to my family. This is no shade to my parents because women were looked at as this. Right. There were things that I, if I, if for example, if I shoveled the snow, right. Mm-hmm. If I shoveled the snow, and in a lot of adults' minds at that point was like, men only shovel the snow and Absolutely. put the thought out. Yep. I'm like, in my mind, the snow just needs to be shoveled, shoveled because if we it. don't, we all we just go slip and fall, <laughs> and so. I don't understand for our, why our, in our community that that process is just not that simple, mm-hmm. right? We need to get moved forward as a community. We need to be moving forward as a people. If we keep trying to say, no, you need to stay in the background, we'll never move forward because mm-hmm. we're so busy trying to tell you, no, you can't move. And so I think it's the same thing with addressing these children and these and especially these little girls is that allow them to explore if they want to be doctors lawyers they want to be judges they want to be cops whatever they mm-hmm, want to be mm-hmm. right allow them to explore that if they want to be boxers i don't care if we see it as stop putting femininity or masculinity on a freaking job or a role right. let these girls be who they are and navigate that space stop silencing them um so that would be my biggest thing that i i would say that our community that black men could do i think also nourishing that black girl um and also don't i know we i know black men just they love their they daughters they be like oh my little precious daughter i can't let her touch the world i gotta hold her forever but then let their black son run around like a knucklehead. out here just just knucking if you bucking okay like i'm not saying let either of your children run around like no exactly. what i am saying is that if you do want to shelter, if you do want to love on her, also teach her and help her see your feminine side. So when she meets a man who is not in touch with his feminine side, she can be like, you know what? That ain't going to work because that doesn't match the energy that I learned growing up. That doesn't right. match. Right. People forget what you learn as kids, what you attract as into adults. 
Absolutely. Like what your the value that your mama taught you, your daddy taught you, whatever, you would track that in the people you start to date, that you start to be around, your friendships. And so if you want to have healthy children, you have to be a healthy self. And so um I think, you know, accessing that balance, right? As you talked about with your with your girlfriend is balancing this feminine fem, being feminine and being masculine, that there's right. a balance. And one is when one is off, it struggles, right? Yep. And there's another yep. one off, it's a struggle. So yep. just finding that balance and teaching your children how to find that balance as well. Wow. That, first of all, clap, 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 that was a, wow, because she, she hit on the note, but no, for real, like you, you, you touched on something that was, that was really sound in saying like letting our daughters or our future daughters really just learn the world right and i want to talk to my black men real quick because sometimes we pour our energy (laughs) we pour our energy into and i'm not a parent let me just say that but right as I continue to observe, because I believe one of my superpowers is observation. I am a great observer. I, 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 I watch very closely. And what I see, to your point, is that black men, when we have daughters, we, do, we hold them so close. We hold them so tight. We babe. Mm, I might get canceled for this. We baby our daughters. And we don't sit here and teach them. Okay, Mm -hmm. and to T's point, we sit here and we let our black boys just go crazy because what we've been conditioned and learned to do is that men will be boys will be boys and girls will be girls, and that that that's the that's the that's the whole type of you know you know that that that's it that's it that's it. And and mm-hmm. you can't do that because you're not a uh, you're, you're you're not a you're you're not a boy, and it, it will be it, it it's like, and I'm not saying you have to go into the egregious steps, right? Take te- teach your child um, right from wrong. You understand what I'm saying, right. and all of that good stuff. But allow them to to explore what they want to explore. Now, again, there there has some there's some nuances there, of course. But of course, but at the end of the day, allow them to be their individual selves. Tia just said something so important. She was she was talking about sure. um, one of her one of her uh, line sisters who who is a mother, right? And she was just saying like she had to understand that children are human. Mm-hmm. Do we not yes. like, like hear me when I say that again? Children are human people. If you're listening to this to watching this, your daughter is human. You keep protecting her and sheltering her. She's going to find a way out the house. And then you're going to right. sit here. Come on. And be all in flux and in fluster like, oh, my God. Here's the thing, black man. We low-key put our energy on our kids. Like, if you were the one to be out here doing the do in the streets, (laughs) doing all of that, and you haven't changed your ways, but you have a daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to look at your daughter like, you can't date anyone like me. 
Well, that's very contradictory to what you're saying because she's looking at your lifestyle. You understand Come what I'm on. saying? She's looking at the lifestyle. Like, bump our sons real quick, all right? Daughters are going to look at us. They want to be daddy's girls. You understand what I'm saying? Like, let's mm-hmm. keep that a bean. And they're going to look and say, well, my daddy did that. Just to tease point, my daddy was that. So I want something like that, whether that's a negative right. or a positive. I want something like my father. Or some black women will sit here and say, I knew my black, I knew my daddy was uh, no good. <laughs> and I don't want nothing like him. I love right. him, but that's nah. So as black men, we sit here and shelter our, our, our daughters so much that we don't realize that our daughters, when they grow up, are looking exactly for the same thing that is you, the father. Yeah, and not just, and not in appearance, right? But in emotion, in feelings, in action. Yeah, and so when us as fathers, or when fathers sit here um, and, and see, you know, your your daughter getting a, a boyfriend or something like that, we all get huffy, uh, huffy and puffy, and uh, uh, want to beat up our chest and shit. But it's like, for what? What you beating up yeah. your chest for? Huh? Because because your daughter is finding somebody that's loving her unconditionally, doing things yeah. that's different from you, showing her different than what you showed her. Because sometimes, as black men, we don't take that L. And saying, you know what? I didn't raise you right. Mm. I want y'all to hear me when I said oh, I want y'all to hear me when I said that. I didn't didn't raise you right. I raised you how I was raised. That's a historical thing within our community. Just not with black women, but black men as well. That's a historical thing. I raised you based on how I was raised. I had a mom who I, I will die for because she literally told me at a young age, I don't want to raise you how my how your grandmother raised me. Yeah, I want to give you an opportunity to have a conversation. Was it hard at at moments? Absolutely, because I seen some of and and looking back at it now, I seen some of you know my grandma and my mom and how she was raising and I and I and I still see it a little bit today. But my mom mm-hmm. gave me space and opportunity to literally just flow. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Flow it out. And, and I want to touch on that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to touch on that before we move on because I think what you said was so important. Like even as a as a woman who is LGBT, getting married to another woman, even though I wasn't looking for a man like my dad, his yeah. values are instilled in me. Right. So like thinking about to your point, like your mom's values are instilled in you. Absolutely. So it's important the way that not only just. Oh, if they find a person, they get a boyfriend, whatever. It's like the way I lead my life and I make decisions, yes. I'm watching you do that. Yes. The way that you navigate, if you're not teaching me about you just saying that you the only want to make money. So I'm thinking in my mind, well, dang, I guess I can't make money because I'm not a man. Like you, <laughs> those values are important. Right, like, right, right. But people forget, like you said, children are human, but they also are like sponges. Yes. And so 
you you're not thinking like well let me educate them about money how budget actually works why do i go to work every day those things are important those values are important yep. and so i think to your point is that we also just have to be very intentional about the values mm-hmm. and the lessons that we teach our children and then also like you said being being able to just look at your child and say look the people you know your grandma she she did some stuff we gonna make some better choices because even in their decision, they're trying to be a generational blessing in the best way that they know how. Absolutely. To you, you know what I'm saying. Even if it's not teaching you a, a bunch of stuff about buying a house and all of this stuff, they just trying to be better yeah. than what they, what they, what they, what they mama were. did over exactly. to grandma. Yeah. Right. So, I just wanted to touch on that point because I think what you said is really, really important about values. It is because I and and I'm gonna be honest with you, T. It's a, a to me for a long time. I didn't see the next generation really getting values instilled in them. And I was scared. Mm. I was Say more. Now I'm intrigued. I was very scared. I always said on my other podcast, the Opinionated Brother Quick Pub, I always said, like, we as millennials, whether we're older or younger in a sense, right? we were kind of the last generation to be instilled with some type of value by our parents. Mm. Because when I see a lot of these kids now, and no disrespect, I don't see instilled values in them. Not a lot. Not a lot. It is a handful. Now, I will say that there's a handful. But when I see a lot of the newer generation, T, it's disheartening when the very fabric of common sense does not even go into a like let's like let's be honest that's a value that i will always love my mom for she instilled in me common sense common sense will tell you that ain't it common sense will tell you that stove is hot don't touch that shit now we touched Mm -hmm. it anyway to be you know but you know bad as hell you understand what i'm saying but at the end of the day we we learned right right my thing with some of this generation is like this newer generation is like i don't see the instilling of values in them like it's coming a little later right right because they're having mentors like you who are snatching them up and being like yo hold 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 up hold up hold up you moving out here too you moving wrong out here bro you moving a little right. wild. You understand what I'm saying? And so for me, it's 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 always been scary because I'm like, when I think about when I think about how in this day and age, we're, as we're living as full fledged adults, and in real time, we're seeing war happen, we're yeah. seeing racism happen, we're seeing COVID happen, and everything like that. It is so important for you to move in such a a, a diligent way that it's scary when I don't see it done by the new generation. And to my point with that, it's like Uh mentors like yourself are snatching these kids up one by one and trying to instill some values that don't cancel me. Their parents may not have. Mm. 
You know, I, this this what I will say, right? Because mm-hmm. Gen Z has been teaching me teaching me about them. Because I used to feel the same way right. about this. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because give me this together. Is, give me together. No, because no, what you're saying is is real. I think off of off of first first hand experience is real. But right. once I got to have conversation, like I just needed to know where this thought process came from, or like the fact that y'all thought y'all, y'all they think that they know everything, like. Gen Z comes off as like I know this already. You ain't got to tell me nothing. Absolutely. And so I had to challenge that because I'm like, I don't know where y'all got that from. And to it's well, well, I will I will go back to what me and Tia said because because now because me and Tia talked about this a little bit too, right? Mm -hmm. We. As the cousins, the older cousins, brothers, sisters, even mothers and fathers. Right. We kind of entitled these kids. Am I wrong? Yeah, that's that's another thing. (laughs) But you know what I was what I would say is this. Reckon I had to recognize that they have access to information that we we got later. We didn't get until they got access to information. They like, for example, I recognize that they were pictures of them as kids are on Facebook. Yes, right. Like we had to upload pictures of ourselves in the '90s, so they had access to information differently. And so their mindset is, and I'm not listen. I'm not Gen Z, but being around them, I'm starting to understand how they think. Right, 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 right. Well, I've been on the internet since I was three years old. I you taught you You y'all taught me how to use this. Yep. You exposed me. Yep. Give me by plan by when I was a baby, you gave me your phone to play games on because I was irritating you. Yep. So now Ooh. I know how to navigate. Now I know how to navigate stuff because you gave me access without understanding what you was doing. So we depend upon each other. But at the but at the same time, Gen Z could get disrespectful because they challenge our way of living constantly and is annoying because for many millennials we like for many of us we leaned on the love and the grace and the beautifulness of our grandparents absolutely most of us spent time like anybody i talk to that's a millennial we all can be like we stayed at our granny house and watched young and the restless as a kid all the time yep they didn't have that same opportunity to understand the thinking of our grandparents, all of them basically passed on about time that they start to get values. So the values that our moms and that we're teaching them was just, it's kind of just based off of hearsay. We didn't, because they didn't get it from the sources. We got it from our grandmothers. And then the same thing is too, when they was younger, we did kind of be like, leave me alone, be on my phone. We, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. to a certain degree, I think part of that common sense was missing because technology, a lot of them, for example, didn't play outside the same way as he played outside. Right. They didn't right. understand about being inside when the street lights is on. Like You're those right. values we got because the phone wasn't there. So technology has it's, it's a, like I said, it's pros to constant technology, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the beautifulness is that it's, we have connection. We can do stuff like this. The scary thing is that it takes away some of that street sense because I think that's what we have that we like. Boom. Why do you you ain't got no street? Why Boom. you ain't got no street smarts? You know what I'm saying? But you it's have like all the education in the world. You have you wait, wait. But they can make a TikTok out of this world. They can they can they Yo. but they they are they have their own talents. And so I think my job right now is trying to figure out 
how do I nourish that in them? Like, mm. how can I also teach you yes. strength marks, but then yes. nourish the fact that like you are very informative. And if I give you something to do, you can figure it out in like less than I can because right. you you've been in this informational age. I've been in it too, but my navigation is different. Oh yeah. And so, Oh yeah. They, so I, I, like I said, this is street smarts that some of them struggle with. And yes. I think that's where millennials is like, what, what's happening? But they, we just got to nourish their strengths. Mm. We got to nourish what they can do. I like that. And then while we nourishing that, we can be like, let me give you some game real quick. Let me show you that like, you can do it this way, but let me show you how we used to do it and why this makes sense too. Right. So, Because we grew up, we, we were, we were the test dummies for social media. We were the creators. <laughs> Of social Listen. media, we had the sidekicks and the razors before these kids had the iPhones and the Samsung Galaxy Twenty Two. I started with a flip. Okay, I Listen. had a flip phone. Same. I had the razor from they Verizon. Don't... I was like, "Click, what are we talking about? <laughs> them phones was lit. Bring them bitches back. What are we talking? The titanium boys, not this black." <laughs> oh my god! Like that. That is what we grew up on, and we and and to your point, we still. We still had landlines in the crib. Listen, come on. <laughs> we still come had landlines on. It in was the crib. About that house phone. Yes, it was something about that house phone. You had to call the crib. You understand Listen. what I'm saying? Well, they don't f- know about that nine o'clock. Nope. Call me after nine. <laughs> they don't know about that. When my minutes free, they don't Yo, know about that. Oh, when the minutes are free. <laughs> oh, they don't know my about God. that. Yo, quick story. I'm 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 gonna go off in a quick tangent real quick. My mama took yeah. me off her plan. Do you hear me? Out now. I was being very. Bel- this is again. This is being very belligerent at a young age. You feel me? We have Verizon, and by that time, Verizon again was like the top wireless service out there. So I'm I'm on her plan, and again, we got free nights and weekends. Again, these kids don't know about free nights and weekends. Right. You are not supposed to call anybody. Between before nine o'clock, right? Don't know if it ain't mama, the emergency contact, don't call nobody. You better text them. You got a limited text, cool, limited, unlimited. Yo, I had a girlfriend at the time, I was 16, no, I was 15, and I ran up that bill. Do you hear me? I called. We we talked from like five to like ten. So you know, five to eight or five to nine. Yeah. You know they about to charge my mama out the wazoo. Okay, and you know that every time you get that bill, they gonna they gonna tell you the number. How many minutes yep. they went over and how much that overcharge mm-hmm. was. Yo, my mama tore me in a new one and said, you're going straight to Metro PCS. And she took me that's, that that's day. That's all right. And I had, that was a lesson. Do you hear me? That was yeah. a lesson. And the crazy thing is I had the little, and, and Metro back then was just coming out. They was, just, mm-hmm. I mean, they just started. Yeah. I had that little, it was like a, it was, it could fit in the palm of my hand. It was like one of the little phones, that little screen with the small, but 
Yo, my mama was so petty. I was like, oh my God, this is trash. Like, I was like, oh, <laughs> I felt so poor. Like, I was like, I was man, like, <laughs> man. No, for real. Because TD's kids don't know, right? But to your point, to your point, it's, it's, it's nourishing their minds, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we, not to say we know, what's better and how to move a little bit better because to your point they 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 grew up in the information age yeah we did too but they were little and like you said mm-hmm. hey i got game you got games on your phone that was a right that was a common question for like that was years. all them by them you got games on your phone you got games on your phone you got games on your phone fun run okay right you know what i'm saying like do you got games and what we didn't understand is that these giving them the phone was an access, a gateway to not only knowledge, but maybe even the flip side of that is, is, is not giving them the ability to learn how we kind of had to learn again. We, we went outside and played, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing basketball outside with my cousins in the backyard. Right. Nowadays, these kids playing basketball, you know, on 2K and shit like that and, and, and through the phone with four of them in the house, not doing nothing. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, well, damn. Y'all can go outside yeah. and get some air. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? I realized, too, is that, like, connection for them is different. Like, for oh, us, yeah. you know, going going outside with your friends is great. For them, being on FaceTime with your friends is convenient. Exactly. So, like, Walking, you know what I'm saying? Like we navigated our community different. Right, like right. I'm walking down the street with you. Right. You know, for example, like when you would walk home with your friends, y'all walked home together. Everybody right. walked to each yep. other's houses, yep. making sure everybody got safe. Now I can walk to my house, you walk to your house, and we FaceTiming each other all the way home. Yep. Like it's a different way of yeah. connection. Like I said, it's beauty, but it's kind. And so I think part of it, I'm not saying we didn't give them attention. We give we gave them some attention, oh, but I think us I think to a certain degree, we were also teenagers, and we was like, yo, here, little son, son, be on my phone, you know, have a great time. You know, we wasn't, we didn't understand technology at that point. We 15, no. 16, you know what I'm saying? We're not thinking that, dang, we might be, you know, we're not thinking into it. Neither of our parents, because they just learned cell phones, too. Everything is coming to fruition. Right. And so I think, I think now they, their way of communication is different. And Facts. so I'm, I'm, that's why I'm like, I, I, the the street smart thing is is what they missing, but they mm-hmm. they got the internet streets on lock. They oh yeah, I mean they know about all the Twitter beefs. I'll be like, what's going on in the world? I don't even know. Okay, right. they be on all the blogs, you know. So they have those streets on lock. But I think just figuring out how to get them to understand the world every day is yes. is, is going one of it's going to be something we we'll have to do right. Yeah, without the internet, because we don't know if one day this all may shut down. Like, but we know how to live. They may not. And so. And that's and and that's always. And I think that's my general fear is that if the grid just up and just shuts the fuck down, what's going to happen to a lot of these Gen Zers who only know the Internet and have not experienced the world? Right. Because there are a lot of Gen Zers who 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 can navigate both, who experience the world and got the Internet streets on lock. Right. Yeah. But there's a lot of them. Also, to the flip side of that, who don't, who can't 
They just know the internet streets to your point, right? And they don't know that street smarts. They haven't experienced the world. And so that's always my fear with that. Like, if this shit could, if this shit shuts down, which it can at any point in time, Mm -hmm. I'm scared about how they're going to live, T. You know, but this makes me think about my granny, right? Who can Mm. make biscuits from scratch and I need. I need Pillberry Doughboy to help me. Jesus. It's the same concept to a certain degree. Like she probably, she probably can be like one day. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying like maybe one day she could be like, man, what happened to if all Pillberry Doughboy just shut down? How, how she gonna learn how to make biscuits? Right. I don't know, Granny. I'm just not gonna have biscuits, right? But right, right. <laughs> it's the same concept. It's right. like we had to teach them how to use a phone while they were teaching us about cooking. So how can nice. we again those strengths and those weaknesses? They was making from scratch. Yeah. Okay. We get it out the can. Yeah. So it's just how do we navigate those skills where, and that's the thing that's important thing about living in generations, mm-hmm. right? Well, one generation is not strong at another generation yes, is. Yeah, that's absolutely. the point of community. And so I just want to, I'm trying to figure out how to nourish them into that community. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, going into our last question. When we yeah. talk about Black Women Win, right? Because that is the name of this amazing series. When we talk about Black Women Win, what does that mean to you? When you hear that phrase, Black Women Win, what is what is that? How does that resonate with you? Man, Black Women Winning. I mean, besides Black Girl Magic and Black Girl Excellence and all mm-hmm. that thing, all that stuff. I think for me, black women winning is just black women being able, like I've been saying this whole podcast, is black women just being able to be 100% themselves in all spaces. Yes. Um, and just being able to be loved and understood, yes. right? And so, and accessing their own self-love and their own self-worth. Yes. Uh, worth. I think also black women winning is also black women being heads of companies, black women being, um, you know, though places in making decisions, you know, and I think what's beautiful that's starting to happen. Like, for example, you know, you have Biden nominated a black judge, like it's beautiful to see black women in those places, in those spaces, watching us win. Um, and I think also black women starting to be seen as you talked about, you know, previously in our conversation is black women, you know, they're going from just being called the backbone of the movement, mm-hmm. but also being seen as the front runners of the movement right. and being honored as those front runners. Right. Um, I think that's when I think about black women win, because when black women win, we all win. And that's, and that's 100 for me. And that's it. I, I I really do believe that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, one of my interviewees um, was like, when black men win, black men win. And I had to pause. I said, well, wait a minute. You right. That's it. That's you right. the only people that win. You right. Because when black women win, not only do black women win, but we all win. Because the fabric of a black woman is, even though you get on my nerves... I'm, gonna take I'm you with going me. to take you with me at the end of the day. Yeah. When I tell you that has been the concept that I have learned since I was a child, because I know I got on my, I know I got on every, every, and T can probably be a witness to it. <laughs> every black woman that has come in contact with me, I have probably gotten on their nerves in some degree, shape, or form. Period. But they have always stuck by me. They never yeah. sat here. And looked at me. They probably looked at me crazy and was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Okay, but 
never did they not nourish me. You understand what I'm saying? They were mm-hmm. always nourishing. I, 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 I it, it's, it's amazing when we say when black women win, we all win. Because yeah. that is a true fact. Because y'all are always taking us with you. Right? And not just us. Like, when I think about that statement, I think about how our ancestors really gave their all to other races, particularly white people. Like, when you think about, when I, when I hear that, for real, I, I immediately what I thought about in my head was either... Our white counterparts don't understand that a lot of the nourishment that you're missing came mm-hmm. from black women. Who was Talk nursing your children back then? Talk about it. Do we need to go there? Who was nursing your children back then? Who was their nannies? Who was literally, and I don't want to get, you know, vulgar, but... Those white babies were sucking on black titties. <laughs> you right. You Am I, I wouldn't have said it like that, but that's 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 right. Am I wrong? <laughs> now that may be a little vulgar, I'm sorry. But it's a point I'm trying to make, like I think about when when I heard you say that, I thought about the the movie The Help and Mm. how black women literally just not only did they care for their own children, come home, cook, try to help the man out, Mm -hmm. take care of their kids, but they're going across town to take care of some other family's kids. Yeah. And to me, you wonder why there's no nourishment in your family. It's because mm-hmm. the black woman gave you that. And I'm here yeah. to, and I, I will say that 150%. I will say that every time. White people can look me up and down and look at me like I'm crazy. But you know it's true. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to all the white mothers out there, but some of your grandmothers back in the day was not taking care of y'all. It was... <laughs> It was, it was, it was the, it was the, 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 what's the, what's the old school black woman name? It was the. Not the, not the earth, the jeans. Come on, it was the. (laughs) Stop playing with me, T, because you know, it was the earth, (laughs) the jeans. Right. Shout out to my grandma, the Fanny Lou's. Shout out to my grandma, the Geraldines of the world, the yeah. Gwendolyns of the world. The Gwendolyns. Because that's my auntie name. Rest in peace. The Gwendolyns of the... You have to understand, these were women who were raising kids that were not their own. And some yeah. of, and, 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 you, and, and, and it's interesting to me that you find that a lot of white folks are missing nourishment in their lives. And I, and I equate that back to the black woman because black women were literally feeding you nourishment. Yeah. And wow. Not, and, and, wow. Not, and not even in the, the, the given milk sense, but it's just like, I'm, I'm teaching you. I'm, 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 I'm helping you with your homework. 
When your mom mm-hmm. is on the phone, get y- y- yakking and yakking when she needs to be here, right? But we were in a, such a, and to your point, we were, we're in a, such a, yeah. we're, and we're still here in a, in a sense. But back then, we were such in a systematic state of oppression and racism and discrimination for so long that yeah. white kids during that time was probably looking like, yo, that's my mother. I don't know you, lady. Yeah. yeah. That's my mom. She raised me. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're my mom, quote unquote. You birthed me, but she raised me. And so yeah. when you say that, I have to take it there because that is the entire facts, period. Yeah. No, I I agree. Period. I agree. Wow. So I, I just had to break that down for y'all real quick. But T, I thank you for coming on the show. This has been amazing. Um, where can people follow you if you want them to follow you and, and get in touch with you? Listen, I'm not on that many, many social medias, but uh, I'm on IG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on IG. I'm secretly on TikTok, but you can follow me on IG at T Crank. It's just T E C R A N K. You know, my page is private, so I might decide to follow you or not. We'll right, see. right. Because, you know, we grown on her. So, we, we, you know, don't be coming on her page with all that bullshit either. All right. Listen, because uh, we don't we don't tolerate. All right. All right. Listen, I want to thank T for coming on the show again. And I want to thank you all for watching and listening. Uh, please subscribe to the Black Men Win podcast wherever you're listening to uh, podcasts via audio. We are on Spotify, Pandora. Um, Amazon Music, we're everywhere um, where you can listen to it and you can watch this on YouTube when the um, episode drops so please, 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 please subscribe Um, we're going to have well by the time this episode comes out, we will have Black Women Win merch already out Um, and this merch will be for the whole month of March, it's the only exclusive for the whole month of March so you better get it while it is is here Um, so Tap in with that and you get an extra 25% off using our promo code THC fam. Um, and yeah, man, I just want to say again, thank you T crank for this amazing interview. This has been another one. And we outie y'all be good. Love, peace and hair grease. Y'all love. <laughs>